Hey Jess. Hey Kat, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Like I feel like I was so Texan. <laughs> how are you doing? Like whatever. I was gonna say you have a big update for us. You got oh, a I new do. dog. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually got a new dog and I sold my car and I'm chopping my hair off tomorrow. So you like, sold your car? Oh yeah, she's gone. She's TSA, new. do not buy a 2022 Tiguan Volkswagen because it is not going to work right. Um, so just PSA there. So yeah, but I got out of it and I'm really happy. Um, and now my mother-in-law is being super nice and letting me drive her car. So nice. Yay. Lots of updates, but happy, happy one I did. I got a new baby. Yeah, um, Daisy her name is girl. Daisy. She's a little Kavapoo. Um, and she's two years old. But yeah, she's. How is Duke liking a, her? Um, Duke is not sure that he does like her. Fair. Um, he's getting a little more okay with it like every day. So it's not like a, a big fat no like it was day one. It's more of like. <laughs> You know, if she wasn't here, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, it's an adjustment for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. So he's getting there, little by little. Cool. That's exciting. I'm excited. So TBD on developments with Daisy. Yeah, Duke and Daisy, I love it. Um, are you ready to start our episode? Yes, please tell me why we're staying inside. Okay, here we go. So today we're going to talk about Jerry Michael Williams. So this one is going to be super fun for me just because this is actually the very first true crime podcast episode that I listened to like literally ever. Um, It's what kind of hooked me into true crime podcasts in general. The very first one was obviously Crime Junkie. Shout Mm -hmm. out to my favorite podcast. Yep. And (laughs) (laughs) right. Uh. Basically, this episode is just going to give major Snapped vibes. Like, it, everything about it just reminds me of, like, watching Snapped with my mom, like, on a rainy Saturday, like, just locked in watching Snapped. Like, everything about it. Okay. So. I'm so nervous. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm loving it. Okay. So, uh, Jerry Michael Williams, or um, Mike. So, like, he just went by Mike, even though his name was Jerry. Okay. So I call him Mike throughout the episode. He is a Florida native, born and raised, um, (laughs) which really has less to do with the episode, I guess, than you would think. He is a Florida man. (laughs) He's a Florida man with a poli-sci degree. Uh, He is creeping up on his six-year wedding anniversary with his wife, Denise. Um, They've been together since they were in high school. Like, they were high school sweethearts. Like, the football cheerleader thing is, like, class president. And they just were, like, perfect together. Like, from the get. Basically, perfect marriage. They also had, like, this, like, co-couple, like, best friend thing going um, with uh, Brian and Cindy Winchester. Nice. Also, high school sweethearts. Also went to the same college. Like, literally just a duo. Um, Wow. Right. 
So they're like kids grew up together, like vacation together, everything. So like always together. Okay. Sounds nice. Right? I know. <laughs> um, Mike was a property appraiser and made very good money. His wife, Denise, didn't even have to go back to work after giving birth to their daughter in 1999. So obviously that being like a happy year because his daughter was born, 1999 was also the year that his father died. So kind of like with this like death in mind and my family just started, um, he starts talking to his boss about getting life insurance. Like, hey, is this something I should do? And his boss is like, duh, like 100% yes. Um, So he goes on and gets over a million dollars in life insurance policy. Um, Just to, I mean, just to be sure, like, his wife and daughter and, like, you know, any potential children were, like, taken care of. Like, okay, I get it. That's fine. Yeah, just looking out. Right. Um, And Brian, his best friend, was an insurance salesman um, and helped him get that squared away for his family. Nice. Right. Helpful. Love helpful people. (laughs) On December 16th, 2000... Uh, super in the morning, Mike is going duck hunting at Lake Seminole. Um, not super unusual. He had been duck hunting, like, forever. It was something he had always just done as a hobby, like, even since high school. So he's going duck hunting early in the morning, the day before his six-year anniversary, which I kind of talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And so he goes out, totally normal, and tells Denise that he's going to be back around noon. Well, come like 12.30, he's not home yet. Okay. Not home. So she calls her dad, um, who calls Brian and a few other people. So they head out to um, the lake where Mike was supposed to be. Uh, They pull up and they see Mike's car near the boat ramp, Mm -hmm. but not the boat. And also, you know, not Mike. No shit. So this turns into a thing um, where they call the FFWCC, um, Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, Mm -hmm. um, because Mike is now considered a missing hunter, Um, which, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if in Texas, if you're a missing hunter, like, that's pretty serious stuff. Like, that's not a 911. That's like a missing hunter is a big deal. Yeah. Um, And so immediately they start searching for him. and it doesn't take long for them to find Mike's boat on account of it's, like, right by the boat ramp. Like, it's not okay. far from the boat ramp. Right. <laughs> um, so they find the boat, but Mike is also not in the boat. Mm. So after, you know, sitting there and, like, talking through things and starting to look for him, it's kind of assumed that there had been an accident um, he had probably hit a stump because it was, like, really stumpy water. Um, okay. And from the stump, he fell out. His waders filled up with water. Oh, um, and, and he so sank? He drowned, yeah. And so they started to search for a body. Like, basically, from the get, they're like, we're looking for a body. So, mm. but the search for him quickly just, like, comes to a, like, halting stop because this storm like super violent storm blows in um super cold temperatures and just a bad storm because mm. keep in mind again like it's december yeah i mean florida doesn't get like crazy in winter i like it's it's a mild fall 
yeah, <laughs> for the Midwest. Right. Well, but, so this actually was cold. Like it was like negative yeah. temperatures. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's very it's rare. It's December too. So yeah, it was wild. Yeah. So obviously like, like anybody in Florida is like, I don't even have a jacket. So they got to yeah, go. Yeah, true. Florida normally <laughs> in the winter gets down to maybe like 30s. Yeah. But nothing really below that. Yeah, it was, I think it was, like, in the 50s during the daytime. So, like, not super cold during the daytime, but it was, like, night was when the storm rolled in. And so they couldn't continue the search until the next day because it was freezing at night. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Okay. So searchers were hopeful in finding his body um, because there had been 80 drownings in this lake previously. Holy crap. Yeah. What is Um, it, Lake Lanier? Jesus. And every single one of those bodies had been found. Like, wow. all of them. So they were like, don't worry, we've done this a time or two, or 80 times. We'll find him. Um, so they basically were like, okay, well, his body, you know, if it's sunk, will surface within the next week. You know, like, all the, the gases and nasty, all of that will, like, happen, and he'll mm-hmm. his body will float to the top, right? But it didn't. And after 10 days of searching with no success... There was a camo hat that they found floating near where Mike had been fishing, which like was like, oh, wow, like, is this Mike's? And there was nothing that was able to be able to connect him to Mike. That's the thing about water is it erases everything. Right. Yes. And apparently erase Mike, period. Like, where where is he? Where is he? That's crazy. Right. So the search was called off for him in February of 2001. So like two months later, which blows, blows my mind. Like I get if you're searching every day for two months, but like also. Where could he have gone? Where could he have gone? Yeah. Right. That just to me feels like such a short period of time. Like if Zach drowned and you're telling me two months later, you're not going to look for him anymore. No way. Mm -mm. Like there are no words. I would burn the place down. So. Yeah. Or go in with scuba gear and try to... Right. <laughs> right. It, so, actually, this had been the longest search of its kind, like, ever it, at two months, what? just because they had found all the bodies before. So, this was a little, like, unusual. So, they had to start thinking, like, outside the box, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the search team, police, and even um, Denise, his wife... Basically, just kind of tossed it up to, like, okay, I guess he got eaten by alligators. I mean, that's a thing. But normally, not when it's that cold. Jessica. What? My goodness. You lead. You're getting ahead of me. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. (laughs) But no, you're not wrong at all. That's like smoking gun kind of shit. I will get to that later, actually. Thank you for bringing it up, Miss. I live in Florida now. (laughs) for three years almost that's crazy right yeah um so that's basically what they chalked it up to just saying that's why they couldn't find his remains he had been eaten by an alligator and other wildlife so Mm -hmm. um his wife honestly even went on and held like a funeral for him saying like he's dead um and basically everything kind of went on with their lives like it was just kind of like okay this is sad and tragic and right I feel like as a wife, though, I would be, like, turning all Right. Like, there's... Looking for a 
closure, answer, something. Like, unless there's a body, I'm fucking looking. (laughs) Right. Agreed. In June, about six months after the police said that they just assumed that he had drowned and been eaten, um, a pair of waders were found in the water, which may be like, okay, like maybe somebody's waders. No. They actually were able to confirm that they are Mike's waders because there's a flashlight in there. And a hunting license with Mike's signature on it. Holy like, shit. Like, clear as day. It doesn't look like it's been in there for six months. It is looks clear as day. Weird. And I don't know if, like, you're, you're minded, what mine did when I first heard it, but it's like, the ink isn't messed up, A. Like, okay, that's fishy. Like, it's in the water. It's in the water, but right. B, <laughs> the waders aren't ruined or tattered. Or anything. Right. 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 Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So therefore, alligators, question mark? Yeah, no. Absolutely not. Because he would have, they would have been chomped up. Like, they would be gone. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I guess me being from Texas, I would think like a shark bite or something. But like, alligators. They'd be gone. They wouldn't leave the pants Right, they're not just going to, like, actually, don't worry, Mike, I'm just going to fold up your waders over here, and your humans can find them later. Like, no, they're just going to kill you. Like, chomp, chomp. Yeah. But what this did allow for is for Denise to finally get the insurance money from her husband's life insurance, because she was able to um, convince a judge that he was actually able to be declared dead now. Like, before, it was just kind of like, okay, because... Without a judge declaring you dead, you have to wait, I think it's like two or three years for her to get the life insurance money. But with the waiters basically saying like, okay, like here's what he was wearing, but he's not in them. This totally shows that he is no longer alive. She was able to convince a judge to declare him dead earlier Mm -hmm. than the time frame. And she got, she got over a million dollars. It was closer to $2 million in life insurance money. Mm, I don't like it. Right. Um, not long after receiving this money, though, Denise starts dating. Just kind of like off and on, whatever. Bruh. And then she starts dating Brian. <gasps> the man that sold no! policy. His, like, best friend? His best friend. Girl, this is the tea. Holy shit. Right, <laughs> right. So he divorces his wife and starts dating Denise. There's even this like fraudulent investigation that goes on um, because obviously how are how is the girl you're dating getting two million dollars worth of life insurance policy that you basically assigned to her and all of a sudden her husband goes missing. So there's a little fraudulent investigation that goes on there. (laughs) Um, But I mean, essentially nothing comes of it. They are fine with what happens nothing basically comes up um they're just able to live off of the money that they get from his best friend dying and her husband and father of her child they go about so like basically portray this whole like we got together because of this tragic accident the end yeah no so okay it's all all real sus but like okay what's up with his wife like (laughs) She's just cool with it? Sorry, ex-wife. Ex-wife. I don't know. I mean, 
I didn't read anything necessarily about her, but as I get into it, you'll realize how lucky this lady really is. Oh, God. Um, so Mike's mom was actually suspicious of the whole thing. Um, like her and Mike's brother had been suspicious because of the way that everything went down. Apparently police had said that if Denise had said something like, no, I would like for you to continue to search for my husband past this two months, they would have. Right. Yeah. Why wasn't she trying harder? Right. What wasn't she trying harder? Um, and then stake in the heart, she and Brian get married. Mm. So even though, um, Mike's family was like super suspicious of the whole thing, um, she marries Brian. I don't like it. Don't like it. Right. Zero percent a fan. (laughs) Right. Um, and so speaking of Mike's mom, so from the beginning, this lady was questioning everything. She was like, this is suspicious. She said that from the moment she got there, she knew her son was not in that water. She said, I got there and something just told me he is not there. She did her own research. So like, you know, the police were obviously doing their own investigations and following up and talking with people. She did the same thing, cross-referencing and like making sure everybody's stories checked out. She was putting ads in the newspaper like she was doing the most to find her son and after all her research it actually ended up paying off hell yeah because in 2010 the police agreed to reopen the case after you know like saying like oh no he he drowned and he's dead and you know whatever kind of letting it go cold in 2010 the police agreed to reopen it due to some of the things that she brought to their attention so why when they found the boat it was off, and the gas tank was basically full. Okay, that, yeah, no. So if you're telling me this man that accidentally fell out of the boat while the boat was on somehow managed to get in the boat, turn the boat off so that way he didn't waste all the gas, and then jumped out and continued to drown, like, Not no. a thing. That's not <laughs> how that goes. Also, the boat was found really close to the ramp. So... The storm that came in didn't even move the boat. So that to me is basically like the boat, right? Like that's so weird. Like it would have moved. It was a strong current. Like it should have at least moved away from the ramp. Right. Right. And then lastly, as Detective Jessica had said, (laughs) alligators don't feed when it's cold outside. Right. I think they just chill at the bottom. And, like, they, like, hibernate. Yeah, it's conser- it's conserving their body heat. Like, that's what they're mainly focused on when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. So after, okay, so, you know, his mom brings these things. They're like, you're right, that is suspicious. Then they realize that they had not treated this as foul play from the get. Therefore, there was zero conserving a crime scene. The mm-hmm. car had been given back to the family along with the boat you know, everybody that, you know, was walking around the lake, like, not looking for anything, so... They didn't even, like, consider it as an option. Not even an option. Exactly. Holy crap. Um, so, with that, they just kind of had to let it die off. Like, it, they hit a wall with it, and there was really nothing that they could do to move forward. 
And so by 2006, they weren't even answering Mike's mom's calls anymore. Oh, my God. Because basically, like, she's just a heartbroken mom who wouldn't let it go. (sighs) This pisses me off. Right. Like, at least explore it. Like, even if someone comes to you with damning evidence like that, like, explore it. Yeah, ask way more questions. Yeah. To everybody, literally everybody. Just rule it out. Just make sure it's not even an option. Like, Yeah, you're just going to tell me, oh, sorry, we're out of evidence. Like, Yeah. Not trying to tell cops how to do their job, but... But find more evidence. <laughs> just, ex- like, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Cover your Simply bases. Fun. Cover your asses. <laughs> right. Um, so shifting back to Brian and Denise, now, you know, the married couple. In 2012, they started having, like, marriage issues. Like, go go figure. I wonder Weird. why. Right. Um, like, you, you got together after this guy died. Like, if this guy was still alive, you would not be together. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they had been, like, cheating on one another, like, off and on, like, from the get-go. Just cheating on each other. Like, just not a good marriage. So Denise goes and files for divorce and they separate. Okay. Right. Seems like whatever. It happens. Mm-hmm. Until one day in August, Denise is getting in her car and sees Brian creep up from the back seat with a gun. Shut the fuck up. He told her something along the lines of like, He's not happy. She can't leave him. Like, he needs her um, and tells her to drive to a remote location. Shut the fuck up. Like, that's one of my biggest fears is, like, getting in my car and somebody's behind me. How toxic. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so, obviously, she does not drive to a remote location. She goes to a convenience store. And just kind of talks him down. Is like, you know what? You're right. Like, we should try to work this out. You know, like, just like. Just telling him what he needs to hear. Exactly. Like, talking him off a ledge. Talking her off the barrel of a gun. Right. And so, as soon as she's able to talk him down and he gets out of the car, she dials 911, like, immediately to report this. Brian was obviously arrested and convicted for domestic violence and kidnapping. So once he's in jail, Brian tells police that he actually is ready to talk about what happened to Mike in December of 2000 uh, in a plea deal where he serves 20 years for the kidnapping but has immunity to Mike's death if he helps get Denise behind bars. So police like, okay, like if you actually tell us what happens, you lead us to his body. I I don't like that he has immunity, but okay. Right. I think they're just like, Fine. like you're, you're serving time too. Like might as well put her here as well. Yeah. Okay. He had told them that him and Denise had been having an affair since 1997. <laughs> wait. <laughs> so like my mouth over a decade. Yeah. My mouth is open, but wait, their kid was born in what? 1999. Yes. Is it Brian's? Yes, it, it, it's not Brian's. Uh, oh. it's, yeah, it's definitely Mike's kid. Yeah, that would be <laughs> such, such a twist. But no, Holy it shit. is Mike's. I mean, the story is so bonkers anyways. I was just like going for it. I was like, right. What? Well, like what else could be? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't That's be surprised, but OK. So they had been like sneaking off and like 
when, you know, they were on vacation together, they'd sneak off whenever she would go or he would go to like work conferences, they would meet up. Sometimes they'd have lunch, like just like here and there. Um, And one of those times they planned to kill Mike. Oh my God. Just divorce him. So to speak to that, um, (laughs) Denise made it clear from the get that like, yes, she wanted to be together, but that she would not be divorcing Mike because she was raised more religious than that. And that was not an option. That is such bullshit. Like, it's totally fine to kill him. I just can't divorce him. Yeah, that's. The stupidest thing I've ever heard. And then she marries Brian and then divorces him. So that doesn't... The homegirl, you don't make sense. The whole thing is just like, you're shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> right. So after they talk through a couple of different like plans about like how they would do this, one including where both of their spouses die, like both... They decide that's not what they're going to do, and this is what actually so they were ends like, up happening. Here's the most extreme. We're just going to do a step below that. Well, because Brian was fine with divorcing his wife. Like, he still, I guess, like, liked her enough to not kill her. Shout out to Brian for not being a complete asshole. Just kidding. <laughs> I know, like, I wish we could say that, but, like, totally killed his best friend. But it's fine. He, that's why I said, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so Denise is going to hell for sure. Um, she's, she's so religious. religious. She, she didn't kill him, though. She didn't divorce him, and she didn't kill him. Yeah, bullshit. So, okay. But you yeah. plotted it. Right. Well, mastermind devil she-woman. I don't know. She-woman? <laughs> So this is what they decided, the plan that they decided to go with. Brian actually went out with Mike that day on the lake that he went missing. So like, I was going to ask if he was alone. Yeah, because I, so normally he wouldn't go hunting alone, which is kind of another thing that they had talked about during the investigation. Um, Mm -hmm. But they had no reason to believe that he wasn't alone, obviously. (laughs) And so... Brian went with him, woke up that morning, went with him hunting. While they're on their way there, he tells Mike, like, hey, we're kind of short on time, so maybe put your waders on now instead of whenever we get in the boat so that way we can just, like, get in and go and start hunting, basically. Knowing that waders make it easier for you to, like, drown, I guess. It's, like, a like a thing. Like, waders fill up with water and, like, make it easy. It's easier for you to drown it with the waders on. Right. Shortly after getting on the boat, Brian pushes Mike in. Just like, because it, it's, it's like still black outside, basically. It's so early. Pushes Mike in. And so this is when it like immediately starts to just ricochet. Like this is not what they thought. Not the plan. Okay. Mike didn't start to drown. He actually had some super quick thinking, got the waders off. And swam to a stump. Like I said, it was really stumpy water. So he mm-hmm. took the waders off, swam to a stump, and started yelling for Brian to help him. Like, he basically thought, like, Brian didn't mean to push him off. And, like, hey, you probably don't see me. Help. Like, I'm drowning. Yeah. I'm in the water. Yeah. So, so Brian circled back with the boat around Mike, closed his eyes, and shot him in the face with a shotgun. Oh, my God. His best friend. 
Like, could you imagine how terrified Mike must have been? He doesn't deserve that shit. Like, you can, I mean, you can obviously hear the shotgun, like, loaded, you know? And then you're probably just, like, sitting there, like, what in the world? And then the next thing you know, like... He was probably in disbelief that... Yeah, he probably just didn't understand what was happening, and then... In the recording on the Crime Junkie podcast, they have a recording of Brian. He said that he closed his eyes because he knew that the flash bang of the gun would show him Mike's face and he didn't want to see Mike's face. Coward. Right. Like, what a little bitch. You're going to kill your best friend because you think you're whatever. Yeah. But you're not even going to freaking see his face when you do it. Yeah. Terrible. From there, Brian takes Mike's body out of the water, drags it to his car, and later buries him under some mud near Lake Carr. I have no idea where that is. I mean, I have no idea where that is either, but it's not the lake that they were in. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, he told the police this is where he's buried, and they were able to go and find Mike's remains. So. Well, okay. So I'm happy that he came clean. I just don't like him. Like, nearly a decade later. So he was just... Went crazy because of all Basically. this shit. Which, like, I get. Like, the guilt from killing your best friend. Like, yeah. I mean, I should, could not imagine. You should lose your mind. Right. So, I don't know. Oh, holy crap. So, Denise's trial, right? Um, yeah, I was with, just going to ask. Yeah. About that bitch. With Brian's testimony, she was sentenced to life in prison for a conspiracy to commit murder, first-degree murder, and be an accessory after the fact. Good. Sentenced to life. Um, She does appeal that conviction. She does appeal that conviction of first-degree murder just because the state was not able to prove that it was Denise that helped Brian commit the murder. Like, they thought that was, like, real murky. She was actually able to get that part of her sentence dropped even though the others remained. Therefore, her sentence was lessened from life to 30 years. Ugh. So, the truth came out, the body was found, and the trials were had, and essentially no one is charged with Mike's murder. That's bullshit. Mike's mom is quoted saying, I am sick. I am literally ill. It's like nobody is responsible for Mike's murder. That's, yeah, such bullshit. So if you want to stay inside and not go duck hunting yeah. with, your, with your best friend. Make sure your friends are good friends. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But Keep poor your Mike. Circle like, small. he didn't suspect a thing. He was just living his best life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. I wonder if their marriage had any, like, issues, if he found out about it, or. So, I had heard that he did have some suspicions and would actually go to Brian with the suspicions. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, how terrible is that? Like, you're literally just oblivious to the fact that it's your best friend. Ugh. That's so tough. Yeah. 
but wow yeah well i'm staying inside from mike uh, and denise or not mike brian and denise right but yeah that's the story of the murder of mike williams crazy oh sad stuff yeah all right so if you want to email us any comments suggestions just to say hey what's up uh email us at stayinsidepod at gmail.com follow us on instagram at stayinsidepodcast and follow us on twitter at stayinsidepod keep on listening y'all keep on Keep it on. Keep I don't on. even know how to end yeah, it. Yeah, so keep on, fine. keep Whatever. it on. <laughs> Stay inside, my dudes. And Bye. We'll see you later. Bye.